really no one's job is safe. Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a great episode on tap for you today. We're going to give some quick reactions here to this past weekend's NFL Draft. No pokes were selected in the NFL Draft for the first time since 2016. Craig Bowles, Pro Football Factory, and Laramie, they, they took the COVID year. They took the year off. So I know they'll be back in 2022 is the next NFL draft, but still crazy storylines coming out of this NFL draft. Denver Broncos didn't select a QB. Who saw that coming? I think everybody, but even crazier is that Aaron Rodgers seems to be disgruntled is the best way to put it in green Bay. And he may or may not be on the move. Denver Broncos, Best possible fit for him. Absolute best possible fit for him. So I know Robert has a few thoughts on that. And then we're going to be joined by Wild Sports' Michael Katz. We're going to talk a little bit of UW football heading into the spring game this weekend. Nobody's seen practice yet. Practices have been closed to the media, so we have no idea what the UW football team looks like. It'll be our first little taste on Saturday. We'll get a little sprinkling of Cowboy football. So looking forward to that. We'll talk to Katz about what we should expect heading into the weekend. Then we're going to wrap up the podcast here because we don't want to take up too much of your time. But first, Robert, how are you doing today? It's a good day, David. Always a great day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, If you celebrate that, I don't know. Maybe you're going to drink a couple Coronas after work. Maybe you're going to get your shot of tequila in. I know you like your Jose Cuervo or so, but I know you're really busy, so I'm glad you got a couple minutes in, Mr. Graff. Doing well. Rogers, he's coming to Denver. He's going to be playing a mile high. He's going to be able to throw the ball 100 yards here in that mile high stadium. I mean, he's just going to be flinging it down the field to Hamler and Judy, and all they have to do is run. Just see if they can outrun the ball because Rodgers is just going to be gunning it to them. Rogers, Don't forget uh, about Cortland Sutton. Don't forget oh, about yeah, of Cortland course. Sutton there. I'm sorry. Of course. Of course, Cortland Sutton because he is the solidified number one right now. So my apologies to Cortland Sutton. Um, yeah, uh, the Broncos, besides the Packers, Broncos at two to one odds to land Rodgers. Um how do you feel about that? Well, I certainly feel good that it's Cinco de Mayo. I'm definitely going to throw back a Corona, maybe a, a shot of Sam's Club tequila or two while I'm editing this podcast after work tonight. But I feel strongly that the the Broncos are the best fit for Rodgers, especially at this, at this stage of his career. But I, I just don't see how a deal is actually – made you're gonna have to give up minimum two first round picks to land Rodgers and ESPN.com's Bill Barnwell threw out that the the Broncos will also have to throw in Patrick Sertan and Drew Locke and maybe a few other filler picks 
in a hypothetical Rogers trade, but he did have them as the, the number one most realistic option to land Aaron Rodgers. And it makes too much sense. It's like a ridiculous amount of sense. I just don't see the Packers actually letting go of Rodgers. I agree with you. Minimum, at least two first round draft picks. Who knows what else? But he's, you said it, he's disgruntled. Um, if he doesn't want to play, does he really have to play? I know he has no more guaranteed money. So, and they're not offering him any money or anything uh, as far as I'm hearing. So what what are they really doing to try and get him to stay besides crying that they're mad at the Niners and the Broncos for uh, gauging some interest? doesn't sound like they're doing too much. He reportedly turned down an extension from the Packers earlier this offseason. But the thing that just boggles my mind is that they took a quarterback in the first round last year, Jordan Love, out of Utah State. Someone pokes fans know all too well can throw the ball really far. And kind of he was a little Josh Allen-esque coming out of college. But if the Packers were really confident in Drew Love or in Jordan Love, Drew Love, that could be their next QB combination. If they were really confident in Jordan Love being the next quarterback, they'd trade Rodgers tomorrow. They'd have no qualms. Jordan Love would be the guy. I, I don't I don't quite understand the posturing. Do you? No, you you draft a guy and he's draft a quarterback in the first round and he sits there for how many seasons? Uh so interesting interesting there um uh, who knew jake kumaro was going to be the downfall of the packers franchise here the downfall of the packers franchise happened almost a half decade ago when forgive me but the tight end his name slips my mind and he didn't just jump on the ball and the seahawks recovered the onside kick Ever since then, I feel like Rodgers has just had a major bone to pick with Green Bay, the Packers, the state of Wisconsin, even though he invested in the Milwaukee Bucks. The colors, green and gold, I mean, he's he's just been out on everything Packers ever since that guy just didn't jump on the ball. Just jump on the onside kick. It's, It's not hard. It's literally the easiest job in sports. I don't know. We have Wild Sports Michael Katz in here. He doesn't like the Broncos. He probably doesn't like Aaron Rodgers because he went to USC, and Aaron Rodgers is, of course, a Cal Berkeley grad. Any thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation, Mr. Katz? So for the record, I actually love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I was at the game in 2004 when he completed 24 straight passes against USC. Uh, I think Cal was ranked like number four, and SC had a goal line stand. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the best natural passer of all time, just in terms of arm talent. Uh, I think he, uh, he, he's a little surly. Uh, I guess that's one way of putting it. Uh, he's just, uh, it, he's just always got beef with someone. It just happens to be that like the majority of the time it's with his own team. That's true. That's true. So you really love Aaron Rodgers for just being a choker. Let's just, boil it down here the goal line stand by usc if that doesn't happen i i don't know if uh 
you have the same thoughts about Mr. Rogers. We brought you in, though, to really talk about UW football. And, of course, the Pokes have their own quarterback situation that we can get to later. But what have, what have your impressions that you've gotten the feelings, the vibes, because nobody's actually seen practices so far? What, what have those been like for you? I mean, I think the first thing that I point to is that everybody just has a lot of energy. And I know that, um, you know, spring practice, it's a fresh start. A lot of programs have that. But like to a man is particularly on the offensive side of things. Everybody just seems really excited about having Tim Polisek, uh, you know, at the helm of things. It's, you know, obviously schematically, it, it's going to be a little bit different and whatnot. Um, and I think there is a, an exciting, you know, sort of aspect to, to learning a new offense. But uh, more than that, I, I think just the energy that Polisek is bringing, it, you can just read it on everybody's face that we talk to. You know, Sean Chambers is excited. Xavier Valaday is excited. Everybody just just has this, like, weird glow. And you just, like, don't, you, you know, for the last few years, we haven't necessarily seen that when they talked about the offense. And you know, with good reason, it hasn't necessarily been something to write home about in recent years. Um, but everybody just seems really excited. Um, you know, defensively, I, I, I get that vibe too. But but really, on, uh, on the offensive side of things, people just they just really seem excited about um, you know what 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 Polisek is bringing to the table. You know, from a scheme standpoint, but then just as a as, as a different sort of personality, I think they sort of needed that that recharge. I'm getting that as well from what you're uh, the content that you're putting out um, almost a month ago, uh, four weeks ago, almost exactly a month ago. I asked you who you were most excited to see what you were most excited to see uh, that going into the season. And I think you were, you were talking about um, the defensive backfield. Has that changed? Has based on interviews based on what people have talked about based on energy has that uh changed what you're most looking forward to seeing maybe not even in the spring game but uh just in the future it is something i'm i'm excited to see um but i think my my reasoning has probably changed a little bit uh you know i i think the cornerback spots are pretty dead set on you know cj colden and azizi hearn it as craig said it would take a a pretty monumental effort by somebody to, to displace those guys. Um, but, you know, yesterday it was kind of interesting. Craig, you know, was talking about the safety battle between, you know, Braden Smith and, and Rome Weber, obviously Rome opted out last year and Braden started all six games. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd say that like we assumed that Rome would get the job back, but uh, Craig basically said like it, right now there's separation, like it's, it's Braden's, Braden's the guy right now and Rome hasn't been playing like as well as as he needs to and I thought it was just sort of a a, a unique sort of look because you don't always get coaches that that say those sorts of things a lot of the time they'll just say oh yeah everybody's competing hard blah 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 um, but it was it was interesting to, to have him say yeah no Rome isn't playing as well as he needs to to get this spot back and um you know, it's, you know, he's a guy who started 12 games in 2019. He, he can play. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's going to be interesting to see how that develops when you've got, you've got three really good safeties because uh, size Gandy obviously is the other one. 
Um, and he's got that spot locked down by all accounts. And so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, that, you know, Braden Smith, Rome Weber kind of battle uh, kind of uh, uh, plays itself out. So going back to the offensive side of the ball here, where do you think the optimism really comes from? Is it because just that new voice, that new guy, new blood injecting something fresh? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that it, there is something to be said for a, a new personality kind of leading the troops. Um, you know, Brent Vegan did some really nice things when he was here, but he's a very um, he's more of a mellow personality. I think anybody who's kind of interviewed him knows he's very um, uh, he, he he's he's kind of conservative in what he says. He, he doesn't you know let too much out of the bag. He's. Um, he's very well thought out and, and very calm and in Polisek, not to say that he isn't those things, but he's, he's very fiery and you can see his emotion when he talks about really anything. Like even like Craig bowl yesterday was like, do yourself a favor and, and don't look up uh, when we were both in North Dakota state and me and Polisek got into fights on the sidelines. Like there's a reason that he's in the box, like that sort of a thing. Um, and so I, I think that just having that sort of fiery emotion is, is it's, it's kind of, in, it sounds cliche to say that it's in like inspired the troops, but I, I really do think it has kind of given everybody a fresh perspective and it, it's something new. It's uh, and you, you know, this is a, a guy who, doesn't have any preconceived notions on, on what was done before in terms of who was playing and who wasn't really no one's job is safe. It's, it's, it's a completely new, you know, sort of regime there. And, and uh, you know, everybody's trying to make their best first impression. And I think that everybody's just kind of really excited for that opportunity. What have you heard um, on the offensive side of the ball? Who's, who's, I know Nair and obviously the running back, uh, I mean, there's a lot of depth there. Who who are you hearing maybe we can expect make some noise in the offensive end that maybe he's flying under the radar a little bit here? So it sounds like uh, running back Titus Swen, who was another guy that opted out after a couple games last year. Um, you know, he, he I think he missed the first two with COVID protocol. He might have had it or not really sure uh, what, what happened there, but he opted out after a few games. And, you know, he, he was he was a big contributor uh, as a true freshman in 2019 before he got hurt. And uh, it, 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 Craig kind of, um, you know, pointed out that he and Titus didn't always see eye to eye on things. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't get too deep into the details because I don't think he wants to give away the whole cupboard on, on you know, the personal situation, what was happening there. But it sounds like they're on the same page now. And it sounds like he's he's looked really good in scrimmages. Uh, it, it sounds like he might be returning punts since obviously Dante Crow uh, is gone. Uh, you know, I know that that X and, and Trey are, are really that one to punch, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see, uh, you know, Titus get some meaningful carries and and, and do some things because it sounds like he's really uh, kind of kind of made it hard for them not to give him the ball. Potentially maybe a change of change of pace back. Uh, is he good out of the I, I don't I don't really remember, to be honest, if I know X has been working. You talked about it a lot on his receiving game, so. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. That'll be interesting. Uh, gonna do some, gonna do some tailgating, cats, for the game. Gonna be, gonna be a party in Laramie. I mean, it's it's gonna be nice to like drive by it. It's like the ultimate like nature is healing thing when you see a bunch of drunk people at 
you know, before noon, it's always like fun to, to see that as long as they're not in the middle of the street. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I'm just excited that there's going to be fans in the stands and that people can, you know, hopefully be smart about, you know, how they tailgate and, and, and how they, uh, handle themselves in, in, in the stands. Um, but I, I think that given where we've been the last year, that's a good problem to have. I, I think, it's it's just gonna it's gonna be awesome to drive by and see people, you know, drinking Coors Heavy and, and Coors Light at like nine. That's just beautiful. I, I think that's the best. I mean, college football. It's so much of it is atmosphere and and what happens before games and whatnot. And we we missed that last year. And uh, you know, it, it, you, you could feel it. Uh, you know, going to to games with empty stadiums was wild. Uh, it was you know, as I think Braden Smith said, it felt like practice. Um, and so it's, it's, it's going to be nice to, you know, I know, I know we're not quite at normal, but we're a heck of a lot farther, you know, toward it than we were, uh, you know, even last fall. The only thing that's disappointing is on Saturday, it might rain. So like you can't even get a good weather day for the spring game. I mean, it's Wyoming. Is there such thing as a good weather day? Yesterday was pretty nice. The afternoon, you know, you never know. I guess that's. Yeah, you can but, have all four seasons in one day. Are you guys used to the Wyoming weather yet? You guys are both fairly new to living in the state. Uh, are you used to it yet? No? No, nah, man. Uh, I think it was last week I walked out of the gym and it was hailing with lightning behind it. And I was like, man, this isn't even supposed to be possible. Like, I've literally never seen this. Like, they don't even talk about this in the Bible. Like, the weather isn't supposed to look like this. Uh, and so then I just like stayed inside for like the rest of the day. And I was like, I'm going to wait this one out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if, if I'm ever going to get used to it. It's going to get a lot worse because I'm, I'm going back home next week to California where I never have to look at the weather report. Um, so then I'm going to come back and there's going to be like 10 seasons in six days and I'm going to probably lose it. But uh, I'm, I'm getting more used to it. I just uh, I, I've just learned to pack extra layers of things in my car. I'll never get used to the wind. The wind is like the one thing that like, I just, I don't have any way to combat that or prepare emotionally, mentally, physically it, as a TV person too, like just trying to film stuff and my hair's going, I, I can't do it, man. I don't know what to do. The, the weather though, like as long as it's sunny, uh, it doesn't totally bother me. You know, it, it, it'll be just snowing and it, looks like it's like a 60 degree day and outside it's like 12 which is not great but it's it's like a nice emotional i i think that's the thing that i did i like am like still the most shook about is that it can look really nice outside but it's like five degrees um so like yeah. i i can't just go to the window and figure out what i'm gonna wear i i ha i have to look it up because i have my eyes have lied to me and i refuse to wear shorts again when it's like 15 degrees i'm not doing that yeah like the other day i left i left my house i'm going to work it's gorgeous totally sunny i get outside i've got short sleeves and i'm like what in the hell it's like 26 degrees I'm like what is this wearing your, wearing your birkenstocks april. it's late april man dude donate on the birkenstocks i don't have them anymore unfortunately robert I'm not. They're, they're fresh they're fresh. I wish I I might have to get a pair for the summer. 
I wore them to graduation when it snowed, cats. <laughs> Walked across the stage in a pair of Birkenstocks. I don't think it gets more college than that. You're going to Cali uh, Mother's Day? Get to see your mom for Mother's no, Day? No, of course my timing sucks and I'm missing it by like three days. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I had to, you know, I'm obviously going to be here for, for the spring game. Uh, and then I'm just no, a couple more days here just in case anything uh, crazy happens. Uh, and then I'm headed out uh, Wednesday through Tuesday. And uh, it'll be the first time back in California in 10 months. So it's just kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, we got a new dog. That's the thing I'm most excited about. So what, what kind of dog? He's a German Shepherd, nine week old puppy named Thor. Is Thor your favorite? Uh, in honor of the the Marvel broadcasts that ESPN keeps trying to force on people, is Thor your favorite uh, Marvel character, Cats? So, so, so first of all, the the ABC ESPN Marvel thing has been so cringe. Um, I, I I I I couldn't do it. Like even just the commercials and like leading up to the game, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, and I, I love comic book movie like this, but like, this is, this is too much. I do not need to see Zion Williamson as the Hulk. I really don't. I flipped it uh, on for two seconds and was just like, no, ab- absolutely not. No, it was, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Like saw it on the bottom. And then I'm like, oh no, no. No, no, I know. It, Hell no. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a really bad idea. Uh, there's, there's, there's sometimes like too much of like the crossover situation. I think that was one of them. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I think over like the last, I so I think Thor's movies, except for Ragnarok, suck. Um, I, I will die on that hill. I think two of the worst Marvel movies are the first two Thors, but I think they built them up really well in you know the Endgame. Uh, in, in Infinity War plotline. If this is getting too in the weeds, let me know. But I'm like super Marvel. Um, but I just liked his arc and, and what they kind of did with him and uh, how much he kind of grew from, you know, from where he started in the first Thor movie to to where he is now. So who is your favorite? It's definitely not Captain America. I can definitely tell you that, uh, which is a, sometimes a hot take. A lot of people fight me on that one, but um, I, I, it's 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 probably Thor, and I really do like Black Panther, and it's gonna suck that uh that that Chadwick Boseman passed because he just did such an amazing job with that character. Um, and we didn't get him in, in a ton of movies, but I I love his whole the backstory and the sort of you know cultural aspect it brought to things. It was just so different from a lot of what marvel is um i I thought it was awesome so i I would say black panther and thor are probably up there um with captain america and bucky toward toward the bottom what about you robert who's your favorite marvel character Ooh, i don't know that's a are you guys big marvel guys that's that's a tough one um my one of my roommates in college is really big and he uh he made me watch every movie I'm going to be honest ever since I really, I don't know ever since Iron Man. I feel like all of the movies have just not been great. That was the first one. Exactly. It's been all downhill from the first one. (laughs) The first one just like raised the bar too damn high. Not that they're not good movies, but like that first Iron Man, 
it just sits in like a pantheon way above the rest. No, it, it is. That movie is amazing. Jeff Bridges is fantastic as the villain. Uh, everything about that movie is fantastic. It also is crazy that it came out 13 years ago. That makes me feel really bad. I do. I think Iron Man might be my favorite. He's just, I don't know. He's just a genius. He's just like a, he's more of a kind of a dickhead Batman. It's kind of great. I mean, he, he does have like the coolest character, you know, he's like a billionaire. And then just for, for kicks decides to be a superhero, you know, yeah. it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Speaking of uh, Batman, did you guys watch the Snyder cut? Cause I watched all four hours in one sitting. <laughs> But I haven't I haven't subjected myself to that yet. Have you, Robert? I have not. I can't say I have. I'm sorry. Uh, I would I would highly recommend not doing it, uh, at least in one sitting. Um, part of it was because like I was maybe not streaming it through the most legal of means, and so I was afraid that if I stopped streaming it halfway through, I would never get the stream back. Uh, so I was just like, all right, man, we're doing it. We're gonna do it. And four hours later. Uh, I, I liked about three and a half hours of it in the last half hour. I was just like, well, you guys just ruined the entire rest of the three and a half hours. So thank you, Snyder. Well, Katz doesn't recommend the Snyder cut, but I, I do want to take a moment here while we wrap up the podcast. It's been a, a great half hour here, just all over the map. Honestly, let's wrap it up. The, the spring game is like, it's just, even though it may or may not rain, it's like that light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm thinking, like Katz brought up earlier, people just having a, a cooler of beer and just you're going to see people hit each other. You're going to drink beer. You're going to see your friends. It's going to be a great time. So want to leave the listeners here with one recommendation. How, how would you guys enjoy Saturday? What's one thing that you would recommend to people going to the game just – or just like thinking about the game while they sit on their own front lawn and drink a beer. What's one thing that you guys would recommend for Saturday? I, I think for me, um, I think people sometimes put a little bit too much stock into the, into the spring game itself in terms of like what they see. And like, if, if they don't see this like dramatic change in the offense, they're like, Oh, nothing's, you know, nothing's changed, blah, blah, blah. Same old stuff. Um, I, 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 my, my biggest recommendation is like, honestly, like what happens at the game doesn't really like, it's not that big a deal. It's just nice to see guys out there and healthy and that they're, you know, competing that they're able to compete. Uh, I think for me, it's just enjoy it. You know, if, if you are, uh, if you're able to, you know, go tailgate, go grill, um, you know, get there at 10 AM when it opens and just enjoy it. Cause you know, this last year we weren't able to, and it sucked. Um, my only recommendation is don't do it with uh, four locos because apparently those are back. Um, and uh, I saw a video of a guy drink 12 of them, and I just I don't want anybody at the game to end up in that place. So my only recommendation is don't do that. But everything else is fair game. Just enjoy it. Uh, it's been a tough year. I think we deserve to have a little bit of fun. There's going to be a couple of those guys there who uh, seem maybe not the four locos, but – a little too much of something. I would, I would just say uh, I'm an orange beer guy. I like I like the orange beer. Uh, a little bit of orange juice in my Miller Lite, especially at 10 a.m. It gets the day going. Just I mean, a little bit of breakfast, maybe a Bloody Mary. I don't, are you guys Bloody Mary guys? I'm well, hold on. So you're into beer mosas? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All the okay, time. I respect that. I respect that. Almost, almost every weekend during the summer. Definitely. Have you guys tried the PBR? I was telling David this. Have you guys tried the PBR hard coffees? Um, nah. Absolutely. I, I, delicious. I, drank so, I drank so much PBR in high school. I, I don't think I want to go down that route again. Even just, if it's a different just, flavor. Just, just try it. It's, I mean, it's, it's life changing, to be honest. It's funny how cats drink so much PBR when in high school for myself, I had a firm no PBR rule. Like if I even walked into a place and they had PBR, I'm just like, no, I'm gone. Like, oh, man, that's that's when we knew it was going to be a – that's when we were at the right place was when the, <laughs> the $6 PBR 30-pack showed up. And it was still overpriced. In Arkansas, it's, you, you got Frio Light. What is Frio that? Frio Light. I don't even know. I, I don't even know what the offshoot of that is. Like, Yeah, is that like the, the Target brand? <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't tell. It's called Frio Light, which I think Frio is, isn't that, isn't that cold or hot in Spanish? It's cold. Yeah, so just cold light. I mean, straight to the point, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to, that is always something fun to go to like different parts of the country and see what sort of like weird knockoffs they have. Yeah. I was really excited when I moved to Wyoming because they had Bush Light. That was like a big deal for me because you know we don't we don't have Bush back home uh, in California. So just enjoy the game. We 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 did we uh, we deserve this this fun spring football game. Absolutely. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Really appreciate everybody who listens and subscribes to the podcast. Also, you know, you can follow myself on Twitter at Mr. David Graff. Robert on Twitter at Armunoz307 and Mr. Katz at Michael L. Katz. Katz is a worthy follow. Absolute must follow if you just want podcasts like this on your Twitter feed because he's all over the map. Bushlight to Wyoming football to the Green Bay Pat. You never know with Katz. That's why he's a great follow. Really appreciate everybody listening once again. And shout out to Shakewell for the music. Talk to you next week. Shout out any suggestions, baby